Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources well 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 we are back the playoffs are the best they've ever been in my opinion i am still coming in off the high of a celtics loss (laughs) i answered the question what feels better sixers win or celtics loss yes uh celtics loss for me because yeah I felt real good after that. It's been an amazing playoffs. LeBron, AD, Jimmy Butler. We're going to talk about it all on this week's episode featuring a first-timer from FanDuel, Ken Rudolph, on today's episode. I am Jack O'Brien. And I'm Jabari in for Miles. And this is Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got mad boosties. Three-on-one, Davis, love, LeBron! There you go. Embiid driving, spinning, fading. Curry, a three-pointer. Bang! Steph Curry from downtown again! Giannis with the tail. Uh-oh, look out. No showtime. What you got, Giannis? Ken, thank you so much for joining us. FanDuel analyst, former Sacramento-based radio host. Uh, what's going on? Everything. Everything. Everything is going on. <laughs> yes, it is. My squad's got to get game five, so that's all I'm focused on. Well, that and the Derby. The Kentucky Derby's coming up, too, so that's part of my job for FanDuel TV. But that and, of course, getting ready for this uh, game five, messing with the Warriors and the Kings. I'm just ready to Do you fight go to the Kentucky Derby? No, not this year. I've done this so many times that I'm, I'm, I opted out. And You're over. I was pretty great about that. I opted back to stay in the studios in Los Angeles, California, and my colleagues, they all hit the road. They're in Kentucky right now getting ready for everything. Oh, man. Nice. What a blast. Well, it has to be an exciting time to be a Kings fan. Just overall feelings. I mean, also maybe a pessimistic time. I don't know. How are you, how are you feeling uh, ahead of game five, which 
is happening tonight as we're recording this. So listeners will know what happened in game five. We do not, but, uh, you know, obviously De'Aaron Fox with a broken finger bummer, but he he's going to play. He's going to gut through it. How are you feeling? Not good. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> not good. uh, because look, everybody in Sacramento has deep insecurities. And I think that you can see that in the social media activity from every single fan, every single analyst, anybody who's got anything to do with this team. We know that we've never won anything. And in order for people to respect us, we have to win something. So it starts here. So we needed to take the 3-1 lead. We had to do that. We needed to sweep this team, to be honest with you, if we really wanted it to be a factor. We needed to sweep this team. And now that we have not, we are in trouble. And then mm-hmm. we got our point guard with his uh, tip of his left finger. Like, come on, man. Like, are you serious? Sports gods? Really? Y'all want to do this to us right now? Come on, man. Now, it sounds like you're mad at the sports gods as opposed to Stephen A. Smith, who seems to get <laughs> mad at the players who get injured. Seems to be his approach where he's just like, Kawhi is a disgrace. <laughs> AD uh, and <laughs> AD, LA will never forgive him if he gets injured in this playoffs. He's kind of got a point about some of that in the sense that these are these, especially those two players. You talk about AD and Kawhi. Man, I love Kawhi because he's just so under the radar. But these are two marquee players who, with all due respect, you can't count on when you need them. Like, what is that? Like, so I get what he's saying. But yeah. it is pretty tough to put it back, the onus back on the player like they don't have the heart. <laughs> they, I don't think they don't they're have trying. The they just, yeah. Yeah. stuff's just not working out for them. It's tough. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going to go with this. It's like, yeah, it's one thing to point out the fact that they're not available. It's a whole other thing to say like, oh, you piece of junk, <laughs> you know, or make <laughs> right. it sound like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not cool at all. Because we yeah. know Kawhi's got heart. And we, we know he's got that dog in him, as they say. We know that dude yeah. is around. So if he can't go, man, there must be something really going on. But then again, yeah. we got the problem of dealing with the legacy of Kobe. And so we saw a guy like Kobe play through whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? It didn't matter what was happening with Kobe. He's like, oh, no, I'm playing. This is happening right now. I'm like, so we trying to measure all these other great players up to that. And that's impossible. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. That. Anytime we are trying to compare, you know, anybody that's all time at, at something, if, you know, and he would have been all time, you know, not just on the court, but at specifically playing through pain. It's going to oh, be yeah. it's going to be difficult to compare. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I feel like De'Aaron Fox is he's a really special. He's really really special and people don't understand what it feels like for these young players at the age of 21, 22 to be quote unquote handed the keys to a franchise and then have the confidence to look in the mirror and look at that owner's face and be like, "I got you. Let's go." And then to take you there. Man, can you imagine what that's like as a young person? The confidence that's like Darren Fox took those keys from the Vec Ron and Dive and said, I got you, boss. Let's go. And then four or five years later, here we are. And he had to make a lot of improvements. I have to say one personal thing about Darren Fox that I really, really like. Two seasons ago on social media, we were talking with myself, my friends in Sacramento who do radio with the Kings. And I was saying, look, I just need one thing from my point guard. I need my point guard to make his free throws in the fourth quarter. That would be great. That was my tweet. Mm-hmm. Aaron Fox came through and liked that tweet. And I was like, that dude right there knows exactly what's supposed to happen. He knows exactly what his responsibility is. He didn't shy away from that. He didn't send some comment to me. He just liked that tweet. I think he just kind of recorded the fact that he needed to do that. 
I wasn't being personal. I wasn't talking about his mama. I wasn't talking about his family. I wasn't talking about nothing but him making free throws in the fourth quarter as the point guard. That was it. And I, I was like, you know what? Okay, he knows what's happening. He knows what he needs to do. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to Western Conference, the Eastern Conference has been entertaining, unpredictable uh, this week. Let's check in. Heat Bucks. Giannis has missed a couple games, uh, missed game two, and Milwaukee was able to win it. But then up 2-1, Jimmy Butler comes through in game four, puts up 24 in the first half. This game, Giannis is back. And I'm going to say this is maybe the best individual performance in a playoff game I've seen since either Giannis against the Suns in the finals or maybe even LeBron against the Celtics that one year where he just came in like completely locked in, came into Boston and just 2012 kind of assassinated them. But I don't know. It was really like a singular experience watching him in that fourth quarter where the Bucks knew what was happening. He knew what was happening. He was the only person. He just fully put his team on his back. And there, there's something that... Like, did you see the post-game interview where the uh, sideline reporter was like, Why, how do you make it look so easy? And he was like, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make it look easy. He makes it look hard. <laughs> and that's what's like crazy, is he always looks like... I don't know. It, it reminds me of how in Fast and the Furious, when Vin Diesel like appears to just be like driving harder than the other <laughs> yeah. person, like he's just like flexing, like, and, like holding jacked. the wheel, and then he just like presses the like like it's like the harder you press the pedal, the faster the car goes. But like that's what Jimmy Butler actually feels like. It feels like he is playing, like he's just decided, like all right, I have twenty extra percent to give. And I'm going to try that much harder to make it go in. And he looks like he's using every last cell of energy in his body, but it's just never been as effective as as it was in a game that like, I I don't think anybody thought they were going to win. They were, they were down and then suddenly they were up one. So uh, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I heard that quote, I thought, well, how the heck is that possible? Like, not you know, not that it you know, not that he makes like the impossible happen, but it very much looks like he's working and grinding for each one. Like he's basketball Tupac. Remember how Tupac, like in every lyric, he was just a felt intense. You felt like Pac could just be coming on the you know, on the track with a regular thing, but it just felt a little different. That's how it feels for Jimmy with me yeah. when, when I'm watching him, especially in the postseason. Yeah. Probably looks that way because he's doing it by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it looks hard. At least on the um, offensive end, for sure. Man. So we were looking at the history of 3-1 comebacks in NBA playoffs. There hasn't been any since the bubble, I don't think, where the Nuggets did it twice. But it, it's pretty rare, and yet I feel like we're about to get a 3-1 comeback. As much as I wish it was the Hawks, it's probably not going to be the Hawks. But I could really see Milwaukee coming back from this. This reminds me of last season's Heat. Celtics Eastern Conference Finals where it felt like Jimmy Butler was the only person who could like really do anything in that and like he only had a finite amount of energy and intensity to give and he just like kind of saved it all for the very end of game seven and it just like wasn't enough it it was like two inches short (laughs) of being enough I just wonder if he's gonna have another game like that in him and if he doesn't 
then how how do they beat Milwaukee? And again, they might have already ended the series by the time people are listening to this. But I just I don't feel like it. it's it's wild. They are up three one and twelve point underdogs tonight. That's unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Heat series. No big deal. Just one of the best performances I've ever seen from an individual player in the history of the NBA. Knicks, Cavs. Again, I, I have no idea what's going to happen in this series. What we did, we delayed the recording this week. And the day that we chose to record on has four playoff games that are all closeout games, except for <laughs> except for the Kings series. So three, three of the four closeout games. So basketball gods well let me let me ask this you know to to the point that you've been making jack if we were to pick a series that we could see the team coming back from 3-1 i hear you when you say it's probably not going to be the celtics but you know it, as as funny as it seems they being the hawks you know they're the one team that has at least started to reverse course that you know they're down 3-2 but ken i'm interested in your opinion do you think any of the other 3-1 series that the team that's behind has a chance well i mean obviously in milwaukee they definitely have a chance to turn that around. That's the only, well, uh, yeah. To be honest with you, Milwaukee is the only team. Milwaukee's yeah. the only team I feel like they can turn that around because of uh, just the way that team plays and, of course, the presence of Giannis. If he's ready to go and getting things uh, going in his direction, meaning he's dominating down there low, he's athletic and moving around, I think Minnesota can turn, I mean, Milwaukee, excuse me, could turn that thing around entirely because they've got that championship DNA. Everybody else, I really don't know. And I got to be honest with you, I do not pay attention to anybody else except the Sacramento Kings. I'm the opposite of the national media. So the national media pays attention to everybody but the Kings. I pay attention to the Kings and nobody else. I don't care about nobody getting 50 points in the playoffs if your team doesn't win the championship. I don't care. <laughs> oh, so it's ring, it's ring or bust or Sacramento or bust. Got it. Yeah. Right. right? Like Jimmy Buckets can get 50 points he wants to. When are they going to win a championship in Miami with him? When are they going to have? So I'm just like, ah, oh, man. Probably care. not this year, but we'll see. <laughs> no. Well, they got <laughs> their second best scorer is has a broken hand. So yeah. Um Knicks Cavs. I, I mean my friends who are Cavs fans think that this might be the one that's coming back from three one. I don't think that necessarily, but we'll see. Uh yeah. it seemed more evenly matched heading in than it has looked to this point. And that's the thing, you know, coming in, you know, we, we went back and forth about this, uh, you know, heading into the postseason, like specifically, we thought the Cavs would fare well, not that, not that we were discounting the Clippers, but given the fact that the Cavs had all of those, you know, offensive weapons, we thought, you know, in, in a series in particular, that might make a difference, but we just haven't seen that. And even though the Knicks, they haven't gotten great performances out of, you know, out of Julius Randle. They haven't even gotten great stuff out of IQ. If I'm not mistaken, he's actually out for game five. They have still found a way to, you know, grit and grind it, I guess. Um, and that's really a testament to Tom Thibodeau and the defense that he has those guys playing. And Jalen Brunson. I mean, oh, well, Jalen yeah. Brunson is, you know, he's been good all season, but like what now we're looking at where the Knicks are versus where the Mavs are without him. Oh, like, yeah. and I, I just feel like, He's got that game manager and that dog in him. Both things. Uh, <laughs> he, Which is a good really, combination. But like game manager to the degree that like, you know, not not an insult, but more of a Tom Brady type game manager. Where like okay. game manager and really like an effective player who might end up being something absolutely special. He just, get just wins, gets man. wins. Yeah. yeah. I, I would take him on the uh, Sixers. 
Oh, you, you would, huh? Yeah. I would take him. Same the with the Lakers. You know, I know it's crazy, but I would take Jalen Brunson right Knicks now. fans, you heard it here. If you want to get the talk started, um, mm. we would take him with the Sixers. Speaking of the Sixers, this is my team. I do pay attention to other teams because I can't I can't put all my <laughs> eggs in this basket, Ken. It's it's too painful. This is as pessimistic as I've ever been heading into the second round with as since I became a Sixers fan. And they've never made it out of the second round in my, you know, in modern history. And none of those have been a surprise. And yet this is as pessimistic as I've ever been. I also think this is as pessimistic as I've ever seen a fan base coming out of a sweep. The only team that swept. The only team that swept. And every Sixers fan I talk to is like, we're screwed, man. This is terrible. Like, the Celtics are going to kill us. And also, when I say that to people who aren't Sixers fans, they're like, yeah, man, you guys are screwed. The Celtics (laughs) are going to kill you. And I will just say, all of that being said, I've never wanted them to defeat a team as much as I want them to beat the Celtics. The last time I can remember something like this is the year that the Red Sox went down 3-0 to the Yankees Mm. and they had just gotten beat by the Yankees over and over and over again. And, you know, as a Red Sox fan, we were just like, it's, it's over. It's not happening. But there was just like the sheer amount of like belief and want and like desire from the fan base just like kind of carried that fan. Like that's the only thing. I'm having to resort to like cross sports magical <laughs> thinking here, but like that, that is what it feels like. And when you listen to like Bill Simmons talking about Embiid getting hurt on his podcast with just an audible, like <laughs> beaming grin on his face. And like he had Harella boss vulgaris, like the guy who was mm-hmm. like a professional gambler. He was like, well, the Sixers aren't a serious team. Like just every Sixers fan. Every Celtics fan you hear from is so dismissive of the Sixers. He gave them the Logan Roy, the you're not serious people. Like he was like, the Sixers aren't a serious team. Like they're not. I I think the thing that is painful is that I agree with him, but uh, I really would love, would love for them to give the Celtics a series. Yeah, it is painful. painful. Ken, Ken, you just, you just alluded to something Jack and I were discussing in the pre-show. What is it about Doc that, because <laughs> you, you said, you straight, you straight out said, it's their coach. To this point, he's done pretty good, you know, pretty well this season. This season. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> man. I don't know what it is about Doc. I don't know why he can't get over the hump. And I think a lot of it might be, for some reason, he's still in his mind. Like, if you listen to him talk, he still references Boston. Yes. He still references, there. if Perk wasn't hurt, we would have won. Like, bro. If you can't get your team to push through without your big man that, that clogs things up in the middle there, if you can't find a way to get that team to push on through, then I don't know why you're still referencing that theory. Um, and right. then, you know, just the history that he has. I don't know if, to be honest with you, I'm obviously not a coach. But we've all watched enough basketball to be able to throw these things around. And I feel like I don't know if he makes adjustments. Yeah. Right? Like if things aren't working for his team, I, I haven't seen a situation where Doc Rivers went into the locker room and made an adjustment that made a difference in either the second half of the game or the second half of the series. And he has, he has to be able to do that. He's been a coach for 30 years, so he must be incredible at something. I just don't know if that is the thing that he does well. When we were looking up all the teams that came back from 3-1 down, I will just say, as 
the person whose team currently has Doc Rivers as a coach uh, was not promising to see how many of the teams that right. uh, were the victims of people coming back from three one down were coached by him. And I think that is the that is the rap that you hear is that he doesn't make adjustments. So you know they can get three wins, but then the other team figures something out, and he doesn't in turn figure something out on top of that. And so you have situations like with the Clippers twice or with uh, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. It almost happened the year that he won with the Celtics. They had a really rocky road through the playoffs. Like they almost didn't they like go to the game seven in round one, like against Chicago. I feel like, like Chicago was giving them, I feel Everything like they had two they game sevens during that run. Yeah, and they were dominant. Like, they should have been dominant. But anyways, even in round one, even in the series that they swept against the Nets, they looked incredibly... Com- and Bede looked bad in every game that he played in because they kept sending a double team and they didn't try anything different. Every time they sent a double team at him, they didn't try anything different. And it was just... He looked exactly the same every game, which was a little bit confused. I mean, he had like a game where it, it was just, yeah, it's, it's not confidence inspiring. Gives me nice resentment, which will fuel me to uh, root really hard in round two when they face the Celtics, I guess. Jack, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. I mm-hmm. still say that Embiid, he knows how to pass out of the double team. They've got plans for, you know, like how to counter that. They were just holding back because they knew. They think like, we we got this. You know, we're up 2-0, we're up 3-0, we got this series. We want to yeah. hold, you know, hold this back to stun or surprise the Celtics with it, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a strategy. I'll go out on a limb and say it for you. If Embiid is healthy enough to play, you guys are going to win that series. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are going down next round. You don't put like ten thousand dollars on it. I won't put ten thousand, but I'll put ten dollars. <laughs> you don't got ten right. for that. <laughs> I have ten dollars yeah. that I might uh, be interested. All right, I'll, I'll put ten dollars on it with you. Well, if you measure those by the way that Nicola Jokic jumps, those are ten stacks because he can barely jump right. over a ten dollar, one yeah, dollar. Yeah, that's those right. Are ten stacks. When do we get to the hater segment? We all right, we're about to. We're about to get there. We'll be. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll hit on some uh, of the Western Conference matchups. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both play dates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're back. And all right, you asked, Ken, when, when do we get to the hater section during the mm. break? This hey, is the hey, hater hey, section. Hey, hey, what are your hey, thoughts hey, on hey, Joel Embiid? He's your MVP, you were saying during the break. Uh, oh, so just to elaborate on that. No, you were saying you're not a fan, never have been. And even you don't get it, which I feel like he's pretty easy to understand the appeal of a seven foot two person with feathery touch. But what your your thoughts? Your thoughts are that he's fool's gold. Okay, he's not. He's obviously got game, right? There's no doubt about that. You don't even get to this level if you don't have game. Yeah. But for what he's supposed to be, which is the franchise player, right? League MVP, the big man that's supposed to carry you through the playoffs, right? I don't see him doing that enough. I don't see him dominating in the playoffs. I know I'm going to sound like Shaq on TNT. Uh, big man is supposed to dominate. Maybe in the playoffs. <laughs> but he's supposed to do that, man. Joel Embiid, when we get to the playoffs, he's supposed to dominate everything that's happening inside there. He shoots way too many jump shots. And he doesn't just take everything on his back in the fourth quarter and say, I'm going to the hole. Foul me. I'm going to make you foul me so I can get these shots. He will bail them out with a jump shot. And then he's hurt all the time. So I'm not quite sure what's happening with the modern-day player. I don't know how many games Hakeem Olajuwon missed, but I don't think he missed anything in those two-year run for the Rockets. And the point is, is your big man has to be durable. He has to be dominant. He has to be a force in the playoffs. And I don't see that with Joel Embiid at all. Mm. I'm sorry. All right. And now Nikola Jokic. Yeah, well, let's just go down the line. Let's just run down. <laughs> like he's different, though, because his game has never been anything about anything other than finesse. Mm-hmm. There's nothing physical about Jokic at all, and he doesn't pretend to be a physical player. Including his so defense. Ex- Very little uh, physical right? about that. Exactly. So I don't expect him all of a sudden in the playoffs to be this dude that's going to bully you down low. He's just going to finesse you all the way through and then get his teammates into the game. So asking him to be something other than what he is in the regular season or asking him to be a different version of what he is in the regular season when it comes to the playoffs, not fair at all. But for Embiid, there are times during the regular season where he is a brute force down low. He is physical. 
and then he gets away from it. And he goes yeah. back to it, and then he gets away from it again. And I'm like, why do you keep doing that? And why does Doc let him do that? Mm. Yeah. Doc should be like, get down there and sit in the paint and don't move till I tell you to come out of there. Or yeah. after three seconds. One of those two. Um, and, you know, I feel like he just needs to do a lot more. And it's the process. This is the end. Yeah. This is the end. This is supposed to be the end result. All right. On the Nuggets right now, they are into the second round where they will be facing the Suns. I do just want to, you know, say a fond farewell to Anthony Edwards, who was doing it on both ends to avoid the sweep in game four. And his defense has been on some, like, I've never seen that. Like, with anticipation, with the blocks, like, that block, Jabari, that you linked off to, where, mm-hmm. where he, like, comes down, the dude jumps into him, and, like, he jumps before the ball handler jumped to, like, put up the shot and blocks it on the way down like it's just the craziest it's the wildest thing but he like there's something he's doing defensively like this season and increasingly at the end of the season wasn't enough for them to salvage their season but with like anticipation steals and blocks like he was doing some things at times where i was like i've never really seen somebody look that dominant defensively just in terms of like anticipation and like just stealing like intercepting things like it, it was pretty cool i'm a, i'm still super excited about where he's going ball to steal edwards trying to get back and he does what a rejection from anthony edwards now edwards running the break euros and finishes a sensational two-way highlight well yeah at, at his age in particular you know year three yeah. You know, you, you look at you look at swingmen or you know shooting guards in particular, the true greats that he is a you know whether you feel it's fair or foul has been compared to. Generally, year three is is that turn is that year where it's like oh you know that was the case kind of with D Wade, the case with Kobe, the case with you know the other guys. And I only mention them because they've been mentioned before, not to put that pressure on him. But no, you're exactly right. You know, he's obviously showed promise in those first couple of years, but this year it definitely felt like. He kind of turned it on, and I actually I'll turn that to Ken. We made a lot, and by we I mean the general conversation. Uh, we yeah. made a lot about what they gave up for Gobert and them really going for it. And I recognize yeah. that offensively, it may it may still be a little bit clunky, and they probably need to figure out you know what to do moving forward. But on the defensive end, I think having a guy like Gobert back there for the first time, I think that can only help a young guard or a young you know wing that is in particular trying to you know, elevate on the defensive end. You know, I know that you didn't pay attention to anybody else, but what did you see from that situation? Well, the thing about Minnesota is they were absolute a problem for the Kings. And Anthony Edwards was a King killer. We could not stop that dude. And I remember getting into a, like a debate or an argument. Every conversation I have with my friends in Sacramento, specifically my old radio partner, Damian Barling, who still works in Sacramento, ESPN 1320. Every time we talk about basketball, we argue. And so he's like, yeah, man, Anthony Edwards is the future in Minnesota. I'm like, man, no, nah, man, can't kill the dude there. What are you talking about? And then I started watching, and then this year, man, that dude put it on the Kings, and we could not stop him. It's, he's the Western Conference Jimmy Butler, right? He feels right? like okay. yeah, like right. in terms of physical tool strength. Right. Yeah. And that will, that, that I hate this stupid phrase, but that dog that, that makes little things like you just mentioned, making things happen in the passing lane making things happen, anticipating other players and getting blocks and steals and all these things, getting his body in the way, and then knocking down the, the key shots. Like, there's something about that, dude. But as far as their defense is concerned, 
I think that it's going to just absolutely improve because they have the bodies now, right? They've got that weak side shot blocking aspect and Gobert who sits on the other side has to do all that now when they're both on the floor together. And so that's what you want. You want that, they call it a lurker. So Gobert's just going to lurk over there on the weak side and then come over and, and handle that business. I think it's going to work out great. It's hard to, to kind of have all those pieces come together. When you switch your whole style, you talked about giving up some offensive pieces in order to get that defensive stability. It takes a minute for that stuff to kind of gel together. I don't care about them losing that first series four games to one. I think that team's going to be for real next year. I think they're going to be a problem for all of us. And we'll see yeah. how it develops. And I feel like maybe that was one of the less watched of the yeah, series, okay. just because I think people had a sense that the Nuggets were going to win it. Um, and But... If you, if you missed it, his last four games of the postseason, Anthony Edwards' last four games were 29 points, 34 points, 36, and 41. So, Not yeah. bad. <laughs> um, he was doing some crazy stuff. Lakers, Grizz, Warriors, Kings, they both have games tonight that are going to severely swing how anybody feels about this. Jabari, you're confident in the Lakers closing it out uh, yeah, tonight. Last night for the listener. Yeah, it's it's one of those situations where this team has given me no reason whatsoever to be confident in them over the course of the year. You start out two and ten, you find a way to turn it around. That's great, but it was a grind. It would it has been a grind, not just for the players, but for you know fans of the team. But that said, for whatever reason, I do believe, and you know, you have definitely swayed me a bit. I'm I'm a little bit more pessimistic as a fan than I normally am, but I'm pushing away the Philly angst. I say the Lakers finish it off tonight. I'm actually more intrigued, and honestly, even if it doesn't happen, they're up three two coming back home. But I'm more intrigued, admittedly, by the two two series. You know, the the main reason why we brought Ken on here today. Do either of you still feel confident in the Kings coming out of this series? Confident. No, mm. I think there's a scenario where this is the worst it looks for the Kings is 2-2 coming off the two Warriors wins with Fox's broken finger. And then they just find a way to gut it and like keep the pace high. And Mike Brown continues to outcoach Steve Kerr like at home and just like, I think there's a world where like they've both been really good at home teams and the Warriors have been terrible on the road and have not been able to do it on the road, including in this series. And I, I don't know. I, ca- I could definitely see... It, it feels like the popular opinion has swung to this is the Warriors series because the popular opinion wanted to be that heading into this series, right? Like, Clay Thompson was like, when we're healthy, I don't see anyone beating us. And everyone was like, yep, Clay spoke. That's <laughs> that's our pick now in Vegas and everything. And it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the, the Kings look really good. And the Warriors were wildly frustrating all season. And every time you guys thought they were putting it together, they weren't. <laughs> they, they turned around and did something inexplicable, usually on the road. So, you know, the Kings still have home court advantage. I'm 50-50 on this one, but if I had to pick a, a team, I'd probably pick the Kings. I'm a Kings fan, and I wouldn't even pick the Kings in this series. <laughs> Best two or three, you're not, you, don't, yeah. you don't feel good about no it? No way! Like, look, we're all grown men, and we've all been watching basketball since we were kids. Yeah. And we could probably remember certain series, and when we became like intuitively aware of how things work with momentum and champions and how you just can't get past it, the first time I realized 
that there were sometimes things you just can't control was when Jordan and the Bulls faced Magic and the Lakers in the early mm-hmm. 90s. I love Magic. I love Magic. And uh, at that time, I hated Michael Jordan. But when I watched them, you remember how the Lakers got away with game number one? Yeah. Like Sam Perkins hit a three-pointer or something like that, and they got away with a victory there. Vladdy Divac hit a layup and then ran around with his finger over his mouth. Right, he his ran over the magic leg. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a huge Jordan fan, and I, I that was burnt in my memory. I was like, no. But then after that, it was a wrap. Yeah, and you could tell when you got to Game Three of that series, you're like, man, y'all are done. Y'all can't do nothing with the Bulls. And yeah. it's same thing when I remember in '93 when the Suns played the Bulls. And Barkley is playing his absolute brain out. I mean, he's just crazy every night. I'm just like, man, y'all can't beat the Bulls, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things you realize when you watch. You're like, man, you just can't, you can't beat them. And so I have that feeling with the Kings and Warriors. I'm like, man, they got championship DNA. We had them on the ropes. You got to knock the champ out when you got them on. I mean, you got to boom yeah. on the ropes. And we missed our opportunity. And now it's even. Man, we're in trouble. Can we get a full-on <laughs> prediction? Well, I think it's one of those things where it's the reason why we all have such anxiety and we hate the, the, the gods of sports, right? Because if the, if the Aaron Fox doesn't have the issue with his fingertips, Kings fans are feeling supremely comfortable. Mm. But the fact he's got the issue with the fingertips, and it may be because of Draymond Green, man, come on. Mm, unload yeah. the bus, everybody fight in the parking lot. That's the only chance <laughs> that we got to get anything. Everybody <laughs> unload the bus and fight in the parking lot. Because we like, man, we can't win on the court. Because they, they got away with their tricks, and they got us. They had to get the one or two games with their tricks, and they got us. And now they got us where they want. It is wild how effective Draymond Green continues to be. If I was an NBA player, I would do nothing but study Draymond Green like game tape. Because it feels like it's just things you can learn to do. That like he just it's There's like a magic to it. And even... I don't know, man. It's It really is crazy. He's so effective. So this is the funniest thing about Draymond Green, and I'm so glad that you brought that up. With all the antics and everything, you know, you know, people are going to have their opinions about him. Right. But you're not going to find, you're not going to find very many smarter players out there. He knows the angles to take. He knows how to position himself. He knows what he can get away with. He knows where, yeah. where the refs are, are positioned so that he can do certain things that are advantageous for himself and ultimately his team. But no, you're like, that, that's a great point. Like if, if I'm look, I don't care what level I'm at, but especially if I'm a guy that's struggling or, or trying to stay in the league, you know, that's the game tape that I would definitely be watching because, you know, yeah. it's a winning formula. Thing. You guys, we all, like I said, we all grew up watching basketball. We also grew up playing basketball. Look, I'm not a very big guy at all, so it wasn't an option. I'm not quick. But here's the number one reason why I stopped messing around with pickup games. Because every five minutes, somebody wants to do what? They want to fight. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, right? You know this. Yeah, I don't want any parts. I'm not messing around there. No one. I'm like, man, this is my moneymaker. I'm not trying to have you mess with my moneymaker right now. So no elbows and stuff punching me in the mouth. I'm out. But. Then you get to the NBA and all these dudes that had to play through all that toughness. Um, you had to play through toughness at parks. Then you get to AAU. You got to be tough on the court. High school, college, you got to be tough. Then you get to the NBA and you let one dude dominate you in every yeah. aspect on the court. I'm like, what? How is yeah. this still happening in the NBA? Let's take a quick break. <laughs> we'll come back and we will do the fastest segment in podcasting. Uh-oh. Rapid fire. Uh-oh. Uh, we will be right back. 
You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style, with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources and we're back and i guess the the one series we haven't really talked about is suns closing out the clippers they will be facing the nuggets that's going to be a great series absolutely i feel like booker is the story of that first round series i like on the sun side the clipper side was obviously a mess but you know, it's injury stuff that I, I don't feel like is as fun to discuss as just how, how good Devin Booker is. They seem like they are starting to put some things together the, on the Sun side, which makes me excited about that series. Because I thought, I thought the Nuggets kind of had it wrapped up if, if they looked as bad as they did in like game one. Yeah, from the Sun side of things, I won't lie. After game one, I said, oh, well, maybe they're, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe they're not. But the rest of that series felt like a remember when Roy Jones came out with the rap album. Y'all must have forgot. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember. That. I used to love that song. And, I, you know, it might still get <laughs> it might still get bumped right now. In fact, Brian, put this put that track underneath what I'm saying right now. But it felt like a y'all must have forgot series because so many of us 
So many of us were guilty of this. We were like, hey, they got KD now. So, so KD's the guy. And Devin Booker, while KD is still fantastic, and you want and you you want him on that wall, you need him on that wall, Devin Booker's still the guy. Devin oh Booker is is the best player on the Suns. And so many you know 90s what? references in a row. That's the all I'm here few for. Few good men. That's Roy all Jones. I'm here for. So a Roy Jones reference to his rap album that is not like about people overreaching, but is just like, that's a good song. Damn right. Damn right. Everybody. And you know what, Jack, just wait. Next, I've got, I've got a Demolition Man reference. I'm going to work yeah. it in there somehow. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Remember when Dennis Rodman was in that Van Damme movie? Well, his character once said <laughs> something that, that I think exactly. about all the time. <laughs> what like, was that called? Double Trouble? No, what was that called? Double Impact? Uh, Double team. Double team. Double team. Double team. <laughs> Something that no one ever did to Dennis Robin. Yeah. Man, I love me some Dennis Robin. Though. I mean, think about it. If you want to win, if you mm-hmm. were a coach and want to win, you're like, I need that dude. If I can just find a way to control that dude. Oh, and yeah. then Phil Jackson realized I can't control him. Let him do whatever he wants. Just harness it. Just and harness it. realize some other things while watching Fox News, it would seem. Uh, he did. Unbelievable. He did. He and his posse. But with the with the Suns, man, I mean, like, you know, KD's going to be the difference maker, even though Devin Booker is definitely trying to assert himself as the man. They're not going to win unless KD, you know, comes through, and he'll have to steal the deal on a couple of those games. Ken, I'll put it to you like this. Not to push back, but to push back a little bit. I saw uh, Devin Booker take a team to the finals. You also saw uh, Devin Booker get swept. After going up, oh, I, I recognize that, and I'm saying it like that on purpose because Suns fans will get you know like a little upset about it. I saw Devin Booker take a team to the finals. KD has won some titles, yes. Right. He's never led a team, you don't think? Yeah, he led that Warriors team, right? I mean, that it does no, feel like. No, no, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now. Oh, we which is the reason why I said it like that. Not, not, to, the, not, not to not to you know take the conversation into a terrible place because you know there's enough of yeah, that on whatever. NBA Twitter. Uh and you know, bus driver versus non bus driver, but look he won the finals MVP one year. Twice. Right? Yeah. Twice. Yeah. I don't know. It does feel like he is like I, I've heard, you know, certain commentators be like they don't know who's driving the bus. And like KD's just kind of like, it's kind of like the new guy at the bachelor party. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is, you, you'll never guess who I'm I'll doing. Like, who impression. are you trying to be? Who's Bill Simmons? Be? I'll Bill say it. What? I'll you know, the new guy at the bachelor party doesn't really know like which, which group he like fits in with, doesn't know his role. That's kind of how KD is. Like, I think he also might just be letting Devin Booker be the man, like understanding that he needs yep. to let Devin Booker be alpha and he can just be the greatest complimentary scorer that of has ever time. been of all time because <laughs> he wants another ring. But if he does that, does he get any credit? You yeah. know how we don't, players don't get credit for kind of taking the backseat sometimes and doing other things. I think he's well, given he, up on that narrative stuff, hopefully for you, his you, sanity. You just hit it on the head. Like he knows, you know, what it is is what it is. And yeah. ultimate, and here's the thing. They may not get credit in the moment. They may not get credit on, you know, the bird app. They're like, we're, you know, we're on Twitter talking trash, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but ultimately, when we look back at it, we're going to say KD was a champion. Like, so like, like the what I was saying earlier was a little bit tongue in cheek. We're not going to, you know, like at least me, I'm not going to say, oh, well, he only did this or only did. No, KD is one of the all time greats and he's, a, you know, a two or a three time champion is, is well, how the story is going to go. Perception is everything. I was watching a clip about like, Kobe Bryant was talking about this of his legacy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how when he had those three rings with Shaq and then Shaq got the fourth ring in Miami, he's like, I absolutely have to get the next two rings 
or people are going to say the narrative about my career is I couldn't win without Shaq. Mm-hmm. He's like, people say about Michael, couldn't win without Scotty. Right. He's like, okay, well, I have to find a way to win without Shaq. He's like, I couldn't accept that as the narrative of my career. Kevin Durant has to do the same thing. He has to say, I can't accept the narrative of my career is that I'm a complimentary player that I've never led anything. He has, he has to accept that. That's how it's going to be unless he changes it. And he doesn't seem to be willing to change it. I think Hopefully ultimately he doesn't care. Yeah, I was going to say, I think ultimately yeah. if it, at, the, at the end of things, yes, that might bother him right here in the moment or if he sees yeah. it on the timeline. Right. I think it's good. It does bother him because he, he is one of my favorite, just petty people like <laughs> yes. on Twitter. Like I just love, like some of the things he responds to and gets mad about. I'm just like, God bless you, sir. You must have the worst digestion in the world. If you pay attention to every negative thing people say about you, but I feel like the, the, the thing with Kobe and like Barkley, I think they totally underscore the fact that man, you've got to be aware of your legacy. So yeah. he was aware of it. And Kobe said, I'm changing this storylines so that when I'm no longer here, you know that I'm a champion. Mm-hmm. Barkley never put the investment, like Jordan always said, dude, you didn't put the investment, you didn't invest the time into changing the narrative of being a champion. Yeah, You just play basketball. And like, yeah. there's a difference. And Barkley's got to hear it every night from Shaq. Every night. Every yeah. night. That's All gotta right. suck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, rapid oh, fire. Let me stretch. Fast, <laughs> fastest segment of podcasting. Oh, we're just looking for your immediate thought. We're just going to try and keep this one moving. No hezzies uh, on this one. Um, Jabari, you want to take first? You want me to take first? No, you, you go first. You go. All right. Dealer's choice. Okay. Ken, first question. Rapid fire. Is there a single NBA player you would take right now over the chance of taking Wemba Yama with the first pick this summer? Yeah, I'd take Darren Fox all day. Stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. He said it with a, it's for, folks. He said it with a straight face. He's looking at me mean mugging right now at the fact that I <laughs> at the fact that I'm saying stop it. But all right, okay. if that's where we're going, I'm not mad at it. It's a generational player. <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. They said Ben Simmons I, was I, that too. They said Ben Simmons was that too. Guys. Hey, they say a lot of things. They say a lot of things. But shout Did out anybody to ben. say Ben Simmons was a generational player? Oh yes. Yeah, In fact, I. Did I say that? I might have said that. No, I was just saying, well, in in fairness, I was a Ben Simmons guy, so I I can't, like, I can't, you know, uh, walk away sideways now simply because he's down a little bit. He's still coming back. He's still going to have that (laughs) fantastic career. Just, you know, we'll see how it goes. I do like it. All right. All right. But you know what? We've messed up because this is the fastest segment in podcasting. And, you know, we've been dilly-dallying. So keeping it going. Second question. What is your favorite NBA city to visit? And what's your must-have meal in that town? Wow. NBA city to visit. I have to say it. It's, uh, it's Los Angeles. There you go. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, just because L.A. does everything. Big. Now, the yes. meal that I would have uh, if I'm in L.A. is street tacos, baby. Yes. Yeah, I'm all about tacos. Yes. In Los Angeles. Let me get a right outside of, I was going to say Staples, but yeah, we're still going to call it. Right outside of Staples, let me get a, you know, a street taco, one of those Sonoran <laughs> dogs, bacon wrapped hot dogs. We are good to go. What are those yeah, called? Man. They're not Sonoran hot dogs. Well, in in here in Arizona, they're called Sonoran dogs because they were they originated here, according to Arizonans. Oh, okay. All right. Is Jalen Rose's hair too good to be true? Yes. Okay. Everything about that brother is like too good to be true. His career, the fact that he's still on television, all that stuff is too good to be true. Amazing. I got you. All right. Keeping it going. You can go back and attend any single game in NBA history. 
Which game are you choosing? Outside of game four, 2002. <laughs> yeah, right? Because I'm out there with a voodoo doll. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, wow. I'm going to go, believe it or not, game seven, Lakers and Celtics, the year that um, Kobe and Ron Artest beat the Celtics. 2010. I would, I would have loved to have been at that because Kobe was pulling down rebounds, doing all this different stuff. That would have been a really intense game. And you knew Kobe needed to have it that night. Mm. Intense environment. I feel like that, that game took two years off of my life and then gave me a year after the fact. So I'm right there with you. By the way, uh, Jack, that was another series that Doc lost a three. He was up three, two in that series and then lost, but I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Finally, Jack or Jabari. What? Jabari. Oh. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh. Although Jack, I got to give it to you, man. You're pretty awesome. Hey, I like thank the way you you're so much. controlled and everything. I like that very much. But... <laughs> Thank Jabari you. and I, we go back from radio, radio like five, six years ago. Mm. Personally, I would have gone with Jack, but I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would have too, Ken. Um, so, <laughs> no, thanks very Don't much. You sell yourself, Great, having you. awesome. Great having you. Great having you. All right. That is this week's episode of Mad Boosties. Ken, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, I'm on the more every single morning, Monday through Friday, on FanDuel TV. So FanDuel TV is a brand new sports betting network that was just uh, rebranded from the old TVG network. TVG did only horse racing all day long. So now we're FanDuel TV. We do everything, everything, everything. <laughs> so I get to start in the morning. I bet horse racing. Then I transition into setting the lines for uh, basketball. Then transition into setting the lines for baseball, football. We have football shows with Kay Adams from NFL Network. We have basketball shows with Michelle Beadle and Shams and, and Eddie Gonzalez and Chandler Parsons. Uh, they're all part of the crew on Run It Back. So we've got all these original programs, and I'm on every single morning, Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock, just getting you started on FanDuel TV. I'm just happy to be part of the rebranding and uh, getting everything going in this new gener- this new direction for sports betting. Nice, man. I'll right. even give you a, a Cat Williams reference in his answer. <laughs> I do Cat Williams. Man, that's my dude. Every day I'd say, everything, everything. <laughs> Love it. All right, Jabari, where can people find you? I'm simple, Jabari Davis NBA, or, you know, Mad Boosties, you know, hassling people, trying to get you get you to interact. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at Mad Boosties. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jack? You can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back. We'll know more next week. I will, you know, be wearing all black. Uh, and just <laughs> and I make up like an emo kid if the uh, if the Sixers are you know down 3-0 or down 2-0 to the Celtics we'll see alright thanks guys bye bye go Sixers go Lakers that's right go Kings go Kings there you go Kings K-A-N-G-S <laughs> G-Z excuse me G-Z yep <laughs>
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.